Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again. Kenton Gears bringing you another episode of Locked On Wolfpack. Now, I know that some of y'all aren't too happy with me after last episode. I know that some people questioned me and said I was coming after MJ and, and do I really care and who am I and all that good stuff. So that's why I'm wearing my, my letter for the day to remind y'all I gave three tendons for this program. And we're going to talk about this team going forward because I don't do fluff pieces or hit pieces. And yesterday's episode was not a hit piece of Timbeck, but we also are not going to do a fluff piece for Timbeck. We're going to look forward. We're going to look to the rest of the season because that's all we can do. Getting more upset about the Boston College game will do nothing for us. I let it out. I released the demon. I said what I had to say on the matter. But we're going to move forward. We're going to talk about all the things that this Wolfpack team needs to do to get the goals that are still ahead of the team and what goals are still ahead of the team. But before we do that, I've got to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, folks, we're going to get into all things going forward. We're going to get into my outlook of the season going forward. And, and, after we talk about that again, we're going to talk about uh, some of the things that, you know, people had to say in response to some of the things I said yesterday, but we're also going to talk about that. We're going to start off by talking about the future. You can stick around to the end to see the response to those things, but stick around for all that and more on today's episode of Locked On Wolfpack. You are Locked On Wolfpack. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So let me let y'all in on something that a lot of people don't want to acknowledge and don't want to talk about. And this is why I say the, the famous Andre 3000 quote all the time. You only funky as your last cut. Because you're never as good as, as people say you are when you're winning. And you're never as bad as people say you are when you're losing. And this team still has an immense amount of goals ahead of them. Still has the opportunity to make this one of the most special seasons in NC State football history. And I mean that. Bar none. Bar none. There, that opportunity is here. It is available for this team. But. We have to be better offensively, and we have to stick with who brought us to the dance defensively in order to do so. And what do I mean by all of these things are still ahead of us? Let me explain something to you. Both of the teams that we have in front of us, Louisville, UNC, they both have some things in common with NC State. We have these fun things called common opponents. Now, both of the teams ahead of us have either lost to a team that we've beaten. I'm looking at you, Louisville. Louisville lost to uh, Florida State. And you can say, well, that was way earlier in the season and they've been on fire since then. But have they? Have they? We saw them against Clemson. And if you talk about where they were on fire before um, that game, you're looking at beating a UVA team, which I don't want to talk about all of the things that are going on at UVA right now, 
Um, God rest his souls, those young men who lost their lives today, but their football program even before that wasn't going too great. Pitt, who, I mean, the quarterback situation there is a mess. Yes, they have some talent, but again, with a quarterback situation like that, eh, I mean, it's it's tough for you. You're you're gonna have a tough time trying to convince me that uh, anything of of use or anything of actual value is being done there. Wake Forest, hey, good win, more power to them. James Madison, eh, uh, man, not sure. Like at the end of the day, that's I mean, good win, but. Eh. Not so sure there, and then lost to Clemson. Again, that same team lost to Florida State earlier in the season. So there's that. And then you go forward to look at the boys in baby blue. They're coastal champs. They're going to be playing Clemson. They're going to be, there's a very strong possibility that they're going to be looking ahead. But even if you don't talk about looking ahead, even if you say, hey, it's a rivalry game and they're going to bring the best version of themselves that they've got to bring to the game. Hey, great, good. I hope they do. Fun fact about UNC, they're one of the only Power 5 teams left. I want to say they're one of two or three to not have played a single-ranked team all season. Let me say that one more time. They are one of the only, if not the only, Power 5 team to not play a single-ranked opponent all season. Now, say say what you want about that. Say what you want about that. Because in the ACC, they're definitely the only one. Um, in the Big 12, everybody's played a ranked team. In the Big 10, if you're looking at the uh if you're looking at the Big 10, I want to say everybody's played a ranked team there in the Big 10 as well, regardless of how good or bad, except for Illinois. And in uh let me see the Pac 12. I believe everybody, yep, everybody's played a ranked team. And in the SEC, everybody's played a ranked team. Only So the only Power 5 teams to not have played a ranked team this season, UNC, Illinois. That's it. That's it. That's the only two. And again, if you look at common opponents, if you look at what we have seen from common opponents here, if you're looking at our game against Wake Forest, we beat Wake Forest by nine. They beat Wake Forest by two. That's a very real thing that happened. So I'm not saying NC State should run the table, beat these two, beat whoever we play in a bowl game. I'm saying every game going forward is winnable. But, but with what we just saw against Boston College, we also know that every game going forward is losable. And so there are people saying incoming seven and five and incoming seven and five. And this team is. I'm not giving up on this team. I told y'all how I felt. Y'all got it. Brawl, unfiltered. I told you exactly how I felt about Tim Beck in that last episode. And I hope that it's clear. I hope that there are no questions. I hope that there is no doubt. I hope that there is, is no world in which people are thinking, man. What part of this team doesn't can like? The mentality of we can't win every game and the offensive play calling are the play. Let me explain something to you. Every offensive playbook, every one of them, I don't care what your playbook is, needs to include 
needs to include two basic concepts, something with mesh, something with drive. Those two concepts need to be included. Why? Can, why, do, why do mesh and drive need to be included in every offense's playbook? Because mesh and drive are confidence builders. They're good confidence builders. So what mesh is, you have two uh, pass catchers coming from opposite sides of the field, running drag routes or some combination of routes that are within three to four yards of each other crossing. Okay. Now you have the option in zone to sit mesh down, or if you have man, you keep it going until the sideline or, or whatever happens there. And then you can combine things and tag it onto the mesh. Like you can go rail route out of the backfield or wheel route with the running back. And you can bring in the, uh, the, the slant hitch thing or the uh, slant stop thing and all that good stuff. You can bring in the uh, in route on the top of it, but the basic idea is that all of the quarterback's reads are literally like directly. He doesn't have to do too much thinking. It's not a heavy lifting thing. And also, if you get man coverage, mesh is a great way to get the ball to your playmakers in space with a head of steam. Same thing for the drive concept in that you get the quarterback's reads in front of them. You normally have either a drag or an in behind a deep end. An end that's about eight to 10 yards, maybe even deeper. But the reality is you keep the two reads right there. You keep the you keep the, the, the first reads that the quarterback are making, one and two, right in front of the quarterback, right in front. And again, that is important because it helps build confidence. It's an easy completion. Boston College scored against us with the drive concept. You know why they ran drive? Because they had a good athlete at receiver, a freshman quarterback. Hmm. If only NC State had those things. A good athlete at receiver, maybe somebody that's all over the record books. And if only our quarterback were a freshman instead of the uh, the offensive player of the year. What's that? Our preseason, our preseason player of the year got hurt. Okay. Well, we do have that fifth-year guy from Georgia. He, he didn't pass the ball very well, so we do have a freshman. So we have a freshman and okay, all right. Sorry, I just got word from sources that we apparently do have uh both of those things. But again, this is not about um how how I feel about that. That that's not about that. What I'm saying is every game in front of us is winnable. Every game in front of us is losable. So yeah, people are saying, oh, seven and six, seven and five incoming, eight and five incoming. It's possible. 10 and 3 is also possible. Both are possible. Both neither is is completely out of the realm of what could happen. We've talked about this ad nauseum in terms of uh Wake Forest is living dangerously in terms of every game being a one possession game but even against teams that it, it probably shouldn't have been close and yet there there we were and now this year we're seeing that those one possession games are going the other way. That's very possible to happen to the boys in baby blue. For Louisville, who's going to be their quarterback? Is Malik Cunningham still going to be trying to give it a go with one hand? Again, these teams are not gods amongst us where it's like, just go ahead and chalk the two L's up now. 
our defense played lights out. Here's here's a very interesting thing that like many people don't want to talk about or, or don't want to really lean into because it doesn't feel nice and comfortable with the feelings that people have based upon this game. It doesn't feel nice and comfortable to talk about this at this moment. But in terms of our defense and what they did this game, right, they surrendered three touchdowns, right? Okay, we can all agree to that. That happened. They also had two turnovers and allowed negative one rushing yards. Um, I'm sorry to tell you. I'm sorry. They forced three turnovers and negative one rushing yards. Um, I'm sorry to tell you. I'm deeply sorry to tell you. I am. It hurts my heart to have to tell you this. But if a defense forces as many turnovers as it surrenders touchdowns, it is hard for me to blame that defense. It, you're going to have a hard time convincing me to blame that unit. So this defense played a, a very good game. Yeah, for sure. The question now is a very simple one. Which version of our offense shows up? And how do we support our freshmen? How do we support them? How do we support them? And again, we're I'm, I'm going to go to break here. But I think it's very important that we have an honest conversation about where this program has been, where we are, and where we are going in order to properly give context to, to why I feel the ways that I feel about this team. It's a reason. There's a very good reason for that. And there's also always a great reason to get Simply Safe. If you've thought about securing your home with home security, but you've been putting it off, you'll want to listen up. Right now, Locked On Wolfpack listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you don't want to miss it. Here's why I love it. Trust me, Simply Safe. They share uh, the the professionals. The professionals at Simply Safe share 24/7 monitoring uh, technology with agents and Simply Safe Safe tech support staff. And in an emergency, the 24/7 professional monitoring agents using the Fast Protect trademark technology exclusively from Simply Safe. They capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you get a priority police response. Don't miss out on your chance to save big on the only system I recommend. Get 50% off on any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on college. This is the biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There's no safe like Simply Safe. So in looking at where are we going or where have we been? We've only had in all of program history, in all of program history, we've only had uh, what? One double digit win season ever. One ever. Let me say it again. We've only had one ever. Ever. So you can say what you want. You can say what you want about, 
well, is this Dave's ceiling? Is nine wins? Is eight wins Dave's ceiling? Is this the best that we can get? I'm telling you right now, this is why I say keep supporting this team. Keep supporting these boys. Keep supporting these men. This team has the opportunity. It's still there. Whether we want to talk about it or not, whether you feel so angry, so disappointed, so let down that you can't see any glimmer of hope or not, 10 wins is still there, which would be the second time in program history of double-digit wins. It's still there. It's still there. Is it going to be easy to win two games on the road? No, absolutely not. Is it going to be easy? No. Nobody said it would be. Nobody said that this was this was going to be uh, uh, Patty Kate and Rosemary's. This is football. This is ACC football. There's going to be some tough games that you got to win. There's going to be some tough environments that you got to go into. And I'm going to tell you this. Louisville and um, the boys in Baby Blue aren't exactly known for having the most ruckus environments. That's just that's just telling the truth. Again, I'm not no fluff pieces or hit pieces. None of that. I'm not gonna tell you a lie. I'm not gonna get to yelling and screaming just so you can hear that. I'm not gonna tell you, oh, everything's fine. We're gonna win these games and da-da-da. I don't know. I I really don't know. I don't. I don't. I can't tell you that I know for a fact, well, we're going to figure it out and we're going to get MJ more plays to help him. I don't know if we can. I don't know if Tim Beck has it in him. I don't. I also don't know if we show up and present and are, are pissed off for the rest of the season and say, you know what? We are going to show the best version of ourselves every play, every snap. I don't know. I gave you my predictions before of best case and worst case scenario. And this is on pace with those. Is it not? Is it not? I mean, all I'm saying is, I don't know what this team is or is not, but I know they need your support. They need your love. Again, it's okay to be mad at Beck. I'm mad at Beck. I'm out of door for keeping back. Hell, I'm I'm with you. I'm right there with you. But keep supporting this team. Keep showing up for this team. Keep showing out for this team. Keep pouring love into this team. Because they need it. And they deserve it. Honestly and truly, they deserve it. All the things that I said about the seniors in last episode, they didn't just go away. All the things that these seniors have done did not disappear into the void because of an embarrassing loss. It, it just, it, it it didn't, it didn't. As many people as there are that would act like it would, it didn't, it didn't. And those are the cold, hard facts of this thing. Our senior class has still done special things. If they couldn't get the senior night that they wanted, go ruin somebody else's. Go ruin those other guys. Go, go make sure that they have a real uncomfortable senior night they feel that same feeling that you felt because it's there for you. It's there. It's there. And I hope that for the rest of the season, I hope that if anything comes out of this Boston College loss, I, I, I would hope 
that if anything were to be learned by our offensive coordinator out of this, I would hope, I would pray, I would wish upon the magic stars, upon a reading rainbow, upon whatever, whatever deities or gods you believe in, I would pray to them that at minimum, Tim Beck sees what Boston College's game plan was, get the ball to our playmaker in space and run with that. And run with that. Because again, I I think it's flatly inexcusable to go 12, 13 drives and Thayer Thomas have two targets. That's that's bedlam. That's madness. That's I hope that we've learned our lesson. I hope so. But even in that, I say all this to say the season is not over. The season is not damned. The season is not seven wins and that's it. There is still plenty of football to be played. There's plenty of football left to be played. We have at minimum 12 quarters left. At minimum. I mean, let's just be honest, right? As far as the bowl game, I don't think that anybody is like caring too deeply about COVID anymore. I think as a society, we've kind of given up on caring about that. Leave the feelings aside for that. But we we are also at a point where we can admit seven win ACC team with a win with wins over ranked teams. You're gonna get you're gonna get into a bowl game. You're gonna get into a bowl. Game. That's that's really not a a thing that's like oh will will they won't they? You're gonna get a bowl game. There's twelve quarters left in this season. It's twelve quarters. What does this team make of them? What does this team make of them? Ask the question. Ask the question. And the answer is to be seen. But anybody who's given their, thrown their hands up and said, oh, this season, oh, this was supposed to be a special season. The opportunity for it to be special is still there. The opportunity for it to be special is not out of the realm of possibility, folks. So to, to now move like that, to now take it upon ourselves to say, oh, this season, oh, oh, this season, just another, oh, knock it off. New Year's Bowl is out. Yeah, sure, 100%. Not happening. Not happening. Even if we won these two games in dominating fashion, I mean in, in true, like, whoop the wheels off these boys fashion. Us getting to a New Year's Bowl, no, not happening. Not not a thing. Not a thing. So, with that being said, you can still get 10 wins. You can still get to a good bowl game. Still get to a very good bowl game. And, and you can win that bowl game and get the 10 wins for the second time. Again, double-digit wins for the second time in program history. That's still there for this team. And when we get back, before I close this thing out, again, I've just got some responses for some folks who who felt the way about some of the things that I said and all that good stuff because, you know, it it needs to be said. You know what I mean? And and I am I'm not a betting man, but I'm gonna bet everybody's not gonna be happy with this one just like before. But if you're a better, go to betonline.net. Bet online is your 
number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer to esports, they've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love the sports podcast, you can find those at BetOnline as well. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. So head to the website today to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. So there were some people who who uh, felt like I was a little too harsh to, to coach back and all that. And I'm, I'm going to say this. Uh, I, again, don't do fluff pieces or hit pieces. I don't tell anybody. I don't scratch my head unless it itches. I don't dance unless I hear music. I'm not going to tell you that anybody needs to be fired if they're doing a good job. Or even if there is a, a doubt in my mind of there's good things that can come out of this. I don't. I understand that these guys are humans. I understand that. Go listen to Locked On ACC where I was telling Kansas about the fact that there was a coach that pulled out a picture of his family and it wasn't a coach at NC State. It was a coach at another school. He ended up leaving that school and that's why I didn't go there. But um, he pulled out a picture of his family and said, Ken, in recruiting you, I'm trusting you to feed these folks. I'm trusting you. I love them. I would kill or die for them. And I'm trusting you to feed them. I'm trusting that you'll go to class, that you'll work hard, that you'll do all the things that it takes to be successful. I'm trusting you to do that. Can you do that for me? I said, yes, sir. And he offered me right then. Please understand, I know that there are humans behind this job. I know that. I'm painfully aware of that. Every time I got hurt, I my first thought was never, man, I'm not going to go to the league no more. That was never my first thought. Never. At times, there were times where I was like, man, I'm not going to be able to buy mom a house like I always wanted, which I still ended up doing, but that's another story for another time. Um, I I thought I'm not going to be able to buy mom a house, sure. But the first thought more often than not, I let the team down. I let the coaches down. And it took a while for me to, you know, learn that that wasn't what was happening and that that was not the situation, but that was the feeling. So I don't call for a coach's job lightly. I don't do that. This coach needs to go. Again, to be held to 20 points by a team that only held an FCS program and a team that does not have uh, they, I don't believe UConn had 15 or 20 wins since I retired in 2016. That's the reality. That's the reality. So in looking at that, I'm saying to myself, well, what, what could possibly be uh, what could possibly be the the way that I need to talk about this? What could possibly be the way I need to approach it? I'm going to approach it with real. I'm going to approach it with exactly what I'm feeling. I'm not going to sit here and tell you, oh, Coach Beck just needs time to figure it out. He and MJ have only been together five months. They're still learning each other. Doesn't matter. MJ is new to this. You aren't, Mr. Beck. You're supposed to know what to do. You're supposed to have, to me, if I had a freshman quarterback, right, I would have some confidence plays. First of all, I don't care who my quarterback is. I don't care if I got the best quarterback in the world. 
I'm going to have some confidence plays based upon your skill set and what you do and what the defense that we're seeing each week is going to do. I'm going to have some confidence plays that I know as sure as the sun rises on the east and sets on the west. I can call this play. and It's going to hit. It's going to make you feel good. It's going to give you those happy feelings. It's going to get the juices flowing. It's going to get you to get a little loose. Get a little, you know what I mean? It's going to get you to start to feel yourself a little bit. I have those plays not up. Didn't seem like we did after those first two drives. Didn't seem like we had anything to get MJ back on track. Didn't seem like we had anything to get him loosed up, loosened up. And going to the quote that I um, got from MJ and I was talking about, and you know, some people said, well, you know, you, you shouldn't talk to MJ that way. And, and, you know, you're part of the media and you're part of the fans that's going to scare him away and all this and all that. If championship expectations scare you, go to another program. And if we're a program that giving players championship expectations is a bad thing, is a bad thing. Let me tell you this. I know for a fact, MJ Morris is a more well-adjusted human being than I was at his age. Absolutely. Let me explain something to you, okay? Many people ask me why I didn't go into coaching. Again, another fact that you can attribute to Coach Dorn, ask him about it if you ever see him. He said, King, you got a great mind for coaching, man. I'd love for you to be here for me. And I knew, I knew because of who I am and how I am, I can't do that. That would not be good for my family. That wouldn't be good for my personal life, all that good stuff. The last time I had a season-ending loss um, in terms of like state playoffs and all that, and uh, that was my sophomore year. We lost to Lake Orion. I didn't talk to my family for like two or three weeks. My family had nothing to do with it. My mom wasn't on that field. She for the Dragons. That was their team name. What a terrible team name. Anyway, she she had nothing to do with it. Didn't speak to her for two weeks. I can't do that when I have wife and kids and all that. Like, I can't. I still know to this day, I am still working on doing things that I'm bad at to accept that I'm not going to be good at and win everything. I am not a well-adjusted human being. All of the college coaches you see are probably better adjusted humans than me. And yes, I know that they're not greatly adjusted human beings, but I'm saying I'm a terrible loser. I am horrible at losing. Absolutely. But what I will say is, again, it's not MJ's fault. I don't feel like that quote coming from MJ is something that we need to look at MJ and say, oh, you're not. No, 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 no. Again, program-wide. Let me ask you this. Do you think that anybody at LSU right now, LSU ain't undefeated. Do you think that any of them would say with a straight for, hey, man, you ain't going to win every game? No. Brian Kelly said that they've made winning a habit. A habit. When you get that habit, when you get that thing, it's hard to break. Real hard to break. Clemson ain't undefeated. Do you think that if you told them, hey, man, uh, you, you you can't win every game. Do you think if that quote came out from one of the, everybody would be copacetic and like, hey, you really can't win it. No. The expectation is to win. And again, that's culture. So I, I tossed a lot of blame on Beck, but I have, uh, let me take it back to Dorn. Let me take it back to Dorn because Dorn is the guy. He's the head coach. And you know, whenever something happens, it rolls downhill. And they say it's the lack of institutional control by the head coach. Well, I am, I am challenging 
a lack of institutional competition here by the fact that we even think that that's something that's okay. Because again, he's a baby. He doesn't know any better. He doesn't know any better. He knows what has been shown to him. That's what he knows. And again, there are some people who come in with it, with that, that I got to win. I got to dig. There are some folks with that. There are some people who are like, again, I was a maniac. It was not good. It was not good for me as a human, right? Great for me as a player. Not good for me as a person. I can admit that, right? But I will also tell you that is how championships are made. And I'm not just saying that just because that was my mentality. No, no, no. I'm telling you, go to a championship program right now. Go to any program in the country that is consistently performing at a high level or, heck, even performing at a high level for a year, even win a conference championship. And I guarantee you, I am am willing to bet my unborn first child, my left arm, my car, my life savings, and every dime I will earn for the next 20 years that you at least see a ratio of of 9 or 10 to 1 in terms of programs where everything is competition and everybody, if you went around to them and got quotes about how they feel about competition, everybody wants to compete with everything and they want to win. As opposed to teams where it's like, hey, man, you know, you're going to win something, you're going to lose something, but you, it's how you bounce back. Yeah. Yeah. I am willing to bet you anything on it. Willing to bet you anything, you go to Kirby Smart's boys. Hey, do y'all expect to win every game? <laughs> Mr. Bowers expects to win every game. Mr. Bennett expects to win every game. Those, those two, I'm sure they go into every game. Yeah, we're going to win this thing by 30. Ain't no if fans or buts about it. That's the reality. And again, I'm not, I'm never going to blame an 18-year-old. An older guy, that may be a different story, but even in an older guy in college sports, you're 22, 21, 22, maybe even 23. Eh, you're not actually like, oh, like you're not, again, from the low, baby, fully formed. Eh, it's a cultural thing. That's why I say that's Beck's thing. That's why I say that's Dorn's thing. It's a cultural thing. The culture should be every time I lose a rep, I'm pissed. I want to go again. Let me back at him. I want to do it again. That should be the culture. That should be the standard. I won't apologize for saying that because I mean that. I stand by that. I I am telling you. As sure as the sun rises on the east and sets on the west, I am telling you that if you ask me what I want the culture to be and what type of guys I want, I want guys that I have to calm down with their competitiveness. I want guys that I got to tell, hey, man, we got to go home, dude. We can't we can't keep running this back. Hey, man, you lost a rep, okay? You just got to sit with this, watch film on it, come back better tomorrow. But this is just what it is. I want that over, oh, man, you got me that time. Shoot. Hate it, but it's okay. <laughs> That's just me. That's just me. And and I'll say this. For all of the stuff I talk about, championships and all that, never won one in college. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the what it takes for championships and what it takes in a championship dynamic completely changes in college. Maybe everybody being well-adjusted and saying, hey, man, you know, it happens sometimes. It's cool. Maybe that is what went I don't know. I've never won a championship in college. But I'll tell you this. When I was winning championships, that was the attitude. 
That was the attitude that I took to the, to the game. That was that. That's the attitude I take. I'm a tech recruiter now. Whenever we lose, whenever a company I'm working for loses out on an engineer, I don't care why. If there was anything I could have done, if there was anything that like was in the realm of like, ah, if I just would have did this different, I'm I'm ticked off about it. Now, granted, I care about that differently than I do football. I care about that differently than something that I dedicated 17 years of my life to in, in you know, all that different, different deal there. But the, the, the fact remains the same. The competition never left me. And again, I'm paying for that in regular life and having to go to therapy and all that and like undo some of that. Cause like, it was great for when it, when I played, but not so great as a, a, a person, but these guys are still in that mode. You're still in that zone to where it's beneficial to you. It needs to, again, the culture, top to bottom, needs to be everything about losing pisses us off, puts a bad taste in our mouth, puts a situation where, huh, at, again, I want to have to calm guys down by how bad they want to compete. I want to have to calm you down. I never want to have to rile nobody up. I don't never want to have to say we should expect to win every game. I, I'm sorry. And again, I'm not blaming an 18-year-old. Let me say that for the umpteenth time. Because people still want to put things in my mouth and say, oh, you're going to run off the court. I don't, again, if the expectation of championships is scary for one of the most position, one of the most important positions in football, please go where it's not. Please go somewhere that is less pressure packed. I, I would hope that MJ stays and becomes great and wins this championship. But if that is too scary, I don't, why would I? But I digress. Thank you all so very much for coming out, Wolfpack Nation. I appreciate you every single time. Like I said, keep supporting these guys. A special season can still happen. Every game going forward is losable, but it is also winnable. Every single game that is on this schedule. Louisville, very winnable, very possible. Don't know who the quarterback is going to be. Don't know what they have going on in terms of which version of their defense is going to show up. It's a little bit of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. The boys in baby blue. Defense couldn't stop a running nose with Robitussin tissue and eight shots of the booster. This is a possibility. They have not seen a defense like ours all year. So both games are winnable. Both games are losable. Where do we go? Bowl game, we don't know who we have. But again, 10 games is feasible. Keep supporting these guys. Keep loving on them. And lastly, I'm not backing down from championships, from winning, from a passion, a burning desire, a, a, a single-minded focus on winning being the expectation. I'm not backing down from that. And again, the day that it becomes clear to me that I'm the only one who has that, that I want that more than the locker room or I want that more than a coach. If that ever becomes the case, because I don't believe that I have that right now. I believe that, again, I've become a little bit more well-adjusted and I've become a little bit more accepting of losses than I used to be. But if the day ever comes where I feel like the team is more so of that than me, oh, I'll go do something else. I'll put this podcast down hand it off to somebody who's better suited. Thank y'all so very much for coming out. Peace and love, y'all. And as always, Go Pack. You are Locked On Wolfpack. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.